Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. It's another week, it's another episode, and it's quite an episode. My guest today is, I guess, musical royalty. He comes from a, a legendary family and he's an incredible standalone artist in his own right. And it's Julian Marley. This episode come about through a good friend of mine, Luke, who uh, owns a company called Bang Boom Creative, who was doing some work with Julian and, and Julian's management. And he managed to sort of arrange for me to, to grab a bit of time with him. And it was an absolute privilege. Uh, I should point out before we start the episode that Julian hadn't had an opportunity to sort out what his songs were going to be, because generally ahead of the podcast the artist will send me back the, the, the song choices so I can kind of prep a little bit about them. So it's uh, it's a little bit off the cuff, but I guess when you're dealing with people um, like Julian Marley, that uh, you know, that their, their time is, is, is damn precious. And I should point out as well that um, as, as as busy as that guy, guy is, he was so gracious, he was so friendly, so welcoming, and then when we'd finished the interview, there was a photo shoot there. And whilst he was having his photos done, he was chatting to us and, and was playing us tracks from the new album. And it just felt really special. Um, I mean, my God, if you haven't listened to to Julian uh, Julian's music, then just go and check it out. And, and, and we talk about the process of writing songs and stuff in this episode. Um so before we get on with the episode, just quickly, big um, thanks to 76 for producing this. Thanks to My Name Is Ad for doing the artwork. Um, big shouts to everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, massive thanks to um, Reggie at Julian's Management. Um, Luke, thank you so, so much for making this happen. And obviously, thank you very much to, to Julian Marley for giving us some time. And, and and just being an absolute gentleman. Okay, that's me done. Please enjoy this episode of Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Julian Marley. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And 
what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. And in addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track podcast. Let's get back to that podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track. I'm in Labbrook Grove in a lovely, lovely office. And, uh, and sitting in front of me today is Julian Marley. Irie, Irie. You good? <laughs> yeah, doing very good, thank you. Good, good, good. Thank you for taking the time to come and talk music. For and, sure. Uh, and, and yeah, so should we get straight into it? Of course, yeah. Okay, so the first track that uh, I ask guests to suggest is the song with the greatest intro. So... Uh, song with the greatest intro. Uh, might be a... Mm, well, one of them is um, Peter Tash, Buckingham Palace. Nice. <laughs> Nice. And so, speaking of intros and stuff like that, like when you're when you're writing music, yeah, like, is the intro something that's at the forefront? When, like when, when you're creating the music, do you think how important the intro is, or is it more a sort of long form look at where you want the song to go? But do you want to pull them? Well, it depends on the song. I would say, you know, if like if the song has a a triumphant kind of thing about it then you're gonna want some big hands at the front exactly. giving you a big intro so yeah yeah i mean of course we love intros and then sometimes you have songs with very small intros you know yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. it depends on the song for me you know so you're back in the uk at the moment for how long well just a few days um doing some prom- um, promotions for the new album as i am um was with david radigan a couple of days ago on his event at the Royal Albert Hall. Tell us a bit about that. That was amazing, amazing event. Orchestra, the band, the production, David Radigan, the fans. was wow, wow, wow. Who (laughs) else performed? Um, What? We had um, Christopher Ellis, um, Freddie McGregor. Wow. Um, Wow, you know what? So much great ones. I can't even remember everyone, but if I was to call their names, you'd be saying, oh, wow, wow, (laughs) more wows. So... You grew up here, 
like you grew up around London and yeah. then and then did you move? Uh, well, I moved to Jamaica when I was 17. Okay. Like, you know, but going to, going back and forth yeah. from like five every summer holidays, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get into that as the podcast sort of unfolds. Um, what I should say as well for listeners is um, I have no idea what um, Julian's song choices are going to be, so we're kind of doing this on the fly as well. So <laughs> so uh, I'm, on the, I'm on the back foot, but we're going to be good. Uh, um, so for track two, Julian, I ask you the first song that you remember him that had a, an emotional impact on you? Um, I think it would be Rastaman Vibration. Right. Yeah, that song was, you know, and then I can see even in the younger kids nowadays when that song come on, they have to sing Rastaman Vibration, you know, so that was a song that I could remember was like a significant kind of song that I have to, I have to join along. Anytime that one's yeah. playing, I got to sing along, you know, as a kid. So that was a very strong one, you know. So it affected you emotionally, as in what was it like? As in like a positive kind of, I would say as a young youth, um, you know, looking at your father as a Rasta man and just feeling the energy and connecting right away yeah. with the song and the, the liberty, you know. Yeah. How old was you when you heard that? Mm. Well, I, was, I probably heard that when I was, when that song came out, I was two. Okay. So anywhere from three to, <laughs> you know. So, it's a stupid question, but I always ask guests, was there music on at home growing up? So I imagine there was music lots, everywhere, lots right? Lots of music, lots of music. And, you know, um, our mother is a musical lover. She plays her turntables and all that stuff. So she has, from the 60s right through to whenever she stopped buying records, you know. Right, so a big cross-section of music. I'm not just reggae, I imagine there was... Yeah, that's a different kind of music. You have the yeah. funk, you have the soul, and then you have the Beatles and all them kind of music yeah. that she used to listen to. Yeah. So we're the young kids, so we didn't get, you know, couldn't buy afford to buy records, so we just play our parents' records, yeah. play our mother's records, and sometimes might scratch a few records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes you might play it smooth, yeah. <laughs> you know, it depends. <laughs> Yeah. So did you enjoy growing up around here? I mean, yeah, we enjoy because we was born here. So this is what we know. Yeah. This is what we knew at the time. So it was great. At the time was even better, I would say, than the kind of times that I'm seeing nowadays. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, we grew up in a great time, free time. Yeah. Yeah, back in the free days. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How old are you, Julian? Do you mind me asking? Um, four scores. Right. <laughs> and three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, we're going to move to, to track three, which is, um, I want to ask you what song reminds you of your time at school. Um, time at school. You have, a, you have a, I forgot what the name of that song is. You have a Berlin Spears song. You know, um, I think it's called Dry and Heavy. Because he says, school days. So when I'm going to school, I need to put on that song so that I can feel like, yeah, man. Have the little Jamaica vibes with me in the cold, and you feel kind of good, yeah. you know. So you have a, yeah, that song. I think it's dry and heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously you went to school in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? Did you enjoy school? Yeah, we enjoyed what the parts that we love, you know. Apart from the boring parts that you might not like. I don't really want to learn about this. I want to learn about that. Yeah. But they're not really, you know. Yeah. But of course we love it. So was there like uh, your school like? So obviously. You're, you're a creative person, you yeah. know, you, you, you're wanting to create music and, yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. Was that encouraged at your school? I mean, 
they acknowledged it, but they probably didn't know the drive yeah. that a little kid like me had at the time. You know, like you go to Jamaica, you, you see the real bands playing, and they're, you know, and then you come back and they're saying, you know, touch the triangle. <laughs> I'm like, yo, where's the drum set? I want yeah. the drum set. I want yeah. the bass. <laughs> yeah. So, you know? would you, was it just backwards and forwards from Jamaica to the UK then? Yeah, no, it's on Miami because my um, our grandmother okay. lived there, you know. Right. So you're getting some serious influences of different music going yeah, on. Yeah, right? definitely. Because when you reach to America, you're getting all of that. Um, those days, not just the Michael Jacksons, but the the Billy Oceans and all them kind of yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was clapping in there, like the 80s, traveling, yeah, traveling, yeah. listening. And then after a while, you have, you know, obviously coming through the phases, different phases of music. But those are basically fun, the fundamental parts yeah. of the and I guess at that point, like hip hop was starting to explode as well, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, we was right at the forefront of that too. Yeah. Within the first set of youths to be out there, yeah, doing a lick of dancing, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. All right, okay. For track four, uh, Julian, can you remember the first record you ever bought? First record I ever bought. Yeah, I can see the cover. I yeah. can't even remember the name. Yeah. I don't remember. But it was a... I forgot his name, but it was a guitarist guy. At the time, he did a song with a, a lady singer, but I forgot the name of it. I was probably like 80, 84, 85. Forgot the name of that song, but Robert something. Right, okay. But and I forgot. <laughs> so it was like... It was like a kind of... That was back... I would class that as pop those days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was record shopping something that, that become more important as you got older. Well, yeah, we love to we love to look in the record stores, you know, going to our price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, back in the day, and they had the little dub vendors and the, you know, yeah, the different stores, shops. And was there, you know, in these areas, I, I presume there was lots of sort of independent, more specialist record shops yeah, where you could kind of go. For and, sure, especially off of the Portobello. Yeah, yeah. You know? And there, for for me, growing up where I grew up, them them kind of independent record shops, they were like. They're a good place to meet people. Do you know what I mean? Like-minded people that were, yeah. you know, looking for for what was new, what was fresh, and you know, yeah. and they were generally quite like-minded on the sort of creative side of things as well. They were all other producers or DJs. It's or, true. You go down there and see somebody like, wow. Yeah. Because according to what I heard, like my father used to hang out on Port, around Portobello. Yeah. And right in front of the city, there's a record shop. Yeah. That's there now. Yeah. Which was there from then. And yeah. He used to be hanging out right across that. Oh, we, we used to call it the front line. That's it. And I'm sure that's the one. I was talking to you before we started recording about yeah. the recent Rodigan documentary. Yeah. And he goes there. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and, he, and he's in that record store. Yeah. Um, so around that time, was you, was you going to gigs as well? Was like when you were, sort of, you know, around the sort of Yeah, we kind of went to a few gigs. Like one of the gigs, one of the first kind of gigs after like my father, because I went to the Crystal Palace show in 1980. That was the first gig. Yeah. I would say, but you're like five, so you're not really, you know, kind of, you know, still young. Yeah. But the other gig that I can remember going to was in a place called Meanwhile Gardens. That was Aswad. Yeah. That was a bit, I don't know if they had that festival again, but that was a big festival in yeah. Meanwhile Gardens. That's yeah. probably legendary, probably the only festival yeah. that was held there. Quite a few shows, quite a few shows around, especially in the carnival time when they used yeah. to have the shows, you know. And so, just sort of staying at school a little bit, um, did you feel like, uh, obviously sort of moving from country to country quite often, did you 
like feel a connection to to friends at school? Was there like you know, did you have a, a solid kind of gang at school that you felt? Well, yeah, we started out. I mean, you know, started primary school, went through primary school, had friends. Secondary school, your friends then become larger because the guy that used to sit beside in primary school when you go to the secondary school he's in a different class yeah yeah cool. you're yeah. in a different class it's like lunchtime. yo what's up yeah so yeah you have friends and then traveling you always will find friends I yes. find you know yeah you might not as, have as much as you did have when you was in primary or, yeah but you still have your like four or five good friends you know? yeah <laughs> and how was it like being at school it's an obvious question to ask but how was it at school being you know the, the the son of you know of, of Bob Marley. How 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 was I that? I don't know because I don't really think about it because we used to have to do the same things that every regular youth Coles. does. does. Yeah, you jump yeah, on yeah. the bus. Yeah, you miss the bus. You walk it. You get <laughs> yeah, in the wet in the rain. You, know. you run. You know what I mean. You're hanging out yeah. to it. You know, six o'clock, seven o'clock at night time with your friends yeah. are anywhere, Portobello, Kilburn, yeah. whatever. So we kind of live without even really acknowledging that. Yeah. Until you start to become play music and say, oh, okay, that's what people are saying. But anyway, we're humble the same way, you know? Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. So to make music. So um did you was it picking up a guitar or what what come first? Drums. Right, okay. Yeah, drums came first as the um the easiest kind of thing to play. Sure. Because all you have to do is put your foot down and hit the yeah. drum with your hand, you know? Yeah. So rhythm was the first thing and building that that would I guess that would be for any musician, that should be the first thing, because that's timing. You learn yeah. about timing, you know? And after that was the piano, which is kind of a bit more easier to play, a little yeah. bit more. Learning from my grandmother, you know, Stella Booker, our grandmother. And then after that now comes the guitar. So the guitar, I would say, was the last one. That's the first one I wanted to play, yeah. but it's the last one that I learned to play. Yeah. Because it's more, you know, technical. Yeah. You know? So, but before you'd even sort of picked up an instrument like when you was listening to music was you already deconstructing it and, and and working out how music was put together or did that come from from learning sort of to play instruments would it come from listening yeah 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 so much so much listening 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 until it becomes you start to understand it and love it sure but then even then you're still learning it yeah you know, so but yeah you have to start by listening you can't just pick up and play yeah what you're gonna play you have to play something that you heard yeah. you know, first before yeah. you can create something. Yeah. You know? Do you remember what them early tracks were that you play? Or would, you, would it be your own stuff or would you learn to yeah, play by other it, people's music? No. Well, in those days, we started, we was already ready to start to write, wanted to be like writing some kind of, whether it's a poem or a song, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. at those times, we was like ready to like, give me the guitar, I want to do something now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we never really get, Apart from, you know, some of our father's songs. Yeah. You know, the easier ones. Yeah. Easier, um, we would say, you know, the ones that doesn't have so many chords sure. on the guitar. Yeah. You have two chords, or yeah. you might have to play five, you know. So yeah. two chords, I could get around that. Yeah. Until the philosophy, I could play that all day long, two yeah. chords, you know. But if you're playing something like jamming, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> can't do that one right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Um, for track five, Julian, um, I want to know about if you can like, pick a song that has soundtracked going clubbing over the years, like, and whether it be like when you first started clubbing as as, as, a, as a younger man, or or right the way through to you know just just one song that if you had to sort of think right, clubbing, that's the song that reminds me of, of from back in the day. Whenever you want, mate. 
Hmm. Well, that one's that. That one could be kind of hard, cause I'm not really much of the club goer, you know. Yeah. You know. So sometimes I just hear a bunch of music, and that's it for me. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry. It won't take a sec. All I want to say is, the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Over to Spotify and search off the beat and track podcast and you can listen to all the songs because i've put playlists up for each of these if you can't find it on there i'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode so you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks anyway i'll shut up get back to the podcast see you on the other side go back in the day then go back to when like you know you was you was going to them sort of like yeah, you are here, it takes two, you know, something like that. Rob Bass? Yeah. Nice, nice. Do the little running, man, a little thing. Be fly with it, you know? <laughs> do you know what, though? It, I mean, that that could be one of the songs with the greatest ever intro. Do you know what I mean? When that, like, yeah, it's starts true. and it's like, the minute that break drops, it's like... <sighs> yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, um, all right then. So, for track six, and this is going to be interesting because... Uh, I ask guests the favourite song from an artist from their hometown. So, so what do you view as your hometown? Well, that becomes a problem <laughs> because my hometown is Earth right now. Cool. Because we live everywhere. You spend so much time. But, I mean, like, mm, it's hard. It's hard to really name even one artist, like, you know, because they might have a few. Sure. Um, you know, but, I mean, we listen to everything, though, you know, and we love... The English reggae, the English sound, the hip hop, the, the you know, little bit of the grime, little bit of the, the, the jungle. Cause I remember the jungle days mm. when it just came out. Yeah, I was into it because at that time it was heavy reggae bassline. Yeah, of course. So well, immediately it was like, yeah, yeah, man, I was wanting the bassline and the drum that got through and say, yeah, man, bass. 
Yeah. So it was a nice little era there. But you know, we listen to everything really. Yeah. You know, a bit of everything. <laughs> so all right, let, let's let's go back to some like did you used to go at some of like the sort of the, the jungle raves and things like that? I never really reached the jungle rave. We just used to listen on the radio. Yeah. They used to have this radio station that you play at any time in the night time. It's yeah. running right twenty four hours a day. Yeah. But back then pirate radio was huge, wasn't yeah. it? It's was like jungle was so many pirates playing jungle. That's what it was. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it was, yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, so if if we look at sort of London and, and, and we talk about sort of the, the, the jungle scene and stuff like that, like, was there sort of venues that you would, would hang out in? Was there clubs or, or, or live venues that you'd, you'd kind of sort of spend time in? Well, you know what? We kind of grow. All right. One thing you have to remember this. When I left to go to, when I left the country of England, I was 17. Mm-hmm. So at that time, they wouldn't really, really get for going to a certain club. You're going to some community clubs, like around the corner from your house where somebody's keeping a party. When you go in there, there's 18-year-olds and 19 and 20 and thing, but you're like 15. You're not even 15. We're like 12, 11. Yeah. <laughs> and you can go out because those were the days when you're allowed to go out. Sure. You know, and everything's safe and sound. But you end up going in there and these are the big kids and you're dancing, you're doing your thing and everybody say, what are you? You're wicked. <laughs> you're dancing there is wicked, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So before we get on to the, the, the last question, you've recently put a, a new album out? Yes. Okay. So should we talk about that? Yeah, man. Great. Okay, cool. So where did the kind, because there was a bit of a hiatus before this album, am I right? There was, you was, this first album you put out in quite a while, wasn't yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good number of years, you know. Um, yeah, you know, for me, we come with this new album out of nowhere, really. And well, I, why I say out of nowhere because it's nothing that was planned. It's not something that you say, ah, oh, we need an album, you know. It becomes a time where after a while you might make an album. The last album was a week, you know, and we kind of toured off of that for a couple of years, you know, when we should have been really, I should have been going back, but that's how it goes. Yeah. Can you know we don't cry over the spilt milk? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. get a new pint, you know. <laughs> get a new pint of milk. So yeah, for me it's just time, experience. You learn, you get stronger, you get more wiser, you get more professional in your thing. Yeah. So I love it. I mean, I wouldn't do another long time like that again. Yeah. But for me, hey, is what it is. Ready. So it was just something quite organic. It just yeah. It just happened. It was like, do you, do you just feel like there was a a creative sort of spurt where it was just a creative yeah and i think you know and being a live musician sometime um sometimes when you have a good band it forces you to come up with some other elements yeah because sometimes it's just you and you know you one cannot just create you need inspiration yeah you know so it's not like you can just sit down and get everything by yourself no yeah. i might need to hear the piano yeah. And I might need to hear a Beethoven card. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to bring out yeah. a good verse or a chorus, you know? So it's good to, you know, play with the live, you know. Do you, do you, do you write then like that? Do you, do you sort of do you, do you jam out a song or do you structure a song yourself? Do you sit down and well, write it, goes, it and then take it? How, it? how does it work? It goes both It goes both ways, you know. But, you know, through the guitar, I play the guitar and I can have the guitar anywhere I am, so... Obviously, I'm going to draw for the guitar easier because it's right here. Yeah. And can get something done there. But like when the band is around and we're making music or rehearsing or whatever, 
ideas flow free also, you know, so yeah. we can also create like that too. Yeah. You know? Okay, cool. Yes. And so, aside from uh, the, the recent Rodigan show, uh, is there going to be sort of extensive tours or what, what's coming up? Well, we're currently putting um, something together for the East Coast of the US, mm -hmm. United States, um, and hopefully moving to the West Coast and, you know, covering America. Also, hopefully putting some stuff together in the UK because we're just kind of changing over a few agents now. So yep. it's the beginning of this building again, you know, yeah, yeah, setting yeah. stuff again. So right now, hopefully, towards the end of this year, after the summer, yeah, hopefully, I would like to say. Wicked. Yeah. Well, for the last track, Julian, um, I asked guests to, to choose a record that that a lot of people probably hasn't haven't heard of that you'd like to suggest that they listen to. So it's your chance to play DJ and influencer and and go go and check this out because it's 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 beautiful and you might not have heard it. All right, we're talking about something new or old. <laughs> Whatever you think people need to hear. You are now. Um, hmm, now that one. Jaws for the, 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 um, the man with the long beard to stroke it, actually, you know, <laughs> the mustache. Got a ponder. Long mustache, you know. I mean, whoa, we have so much songs. I don't know. I, I could even tell you right now. I would just say just do your research and, and support the new upcoming artists, you know, and the new music out there because there's so much. You know, I would even want to call one because there's another one. And if he's unheard and the songs are as great as each other. You know, you have, it's hard to really call one, really. I'm going to have to leave, leave, leave that up to the listeners to yeah. select something and do some research. Okay. You know? What are you listening to at the moment? Well, today, you know what? I don't want to sound like an old schooler, but today I was listening cassette tape. Right. Yeah. I was listening to something that I made, a compilation of some, some stuff that I made from my mother's records, and I right. burned a cassette. What, back in the day? Yeah, I probably did that cassette probably like a good year, good 15 years ago, but I still have the cassette. What's on it? Right now you have like Ken Booth on it. You have nice. um, this old group from England, used to be called Sons of Ja. Right. From Labbott Grove. And some different kind of, some whole heap of different original old school stuff. Yeah. Probably never heard. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones that I'll say, listen to that, but I can't even remember the name myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So old, you know, but so good. Yeah. Old but good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Julian, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, thank and, you very and much. It's really too. nice just to, to chat tunes. And, yes, uh, And, yeah, best of luck with the record. Thank you very uh, much. Hopefully we'll get to see you play the UK soon. All right. And, uh, and yeah, and have a lovely day. All right. One love. Hi, There you go. Um, it was just crazy. Uh, he was so cool once we'd finished recording that we we hung out for a few hours and uh he was playing us tracks from the new album and uh, he was having some photos done by bang boom creative and yeah it was just really nice to hang out in the the offices of his management and uh and just spend some time amongst some really nice people and and watching him do his thing it was it was great and there was absolutely nothing about him that 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 makes you think he's a he's a superstar or he's a diva or he's got he was the most down to earth super cool chilled 
really friendly, approachable, interesting guy. And yeah, it was an absolute honour to, to be able to do that podcast. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And I will see you next time for another episode. See you later. Oh yeah, sorry. I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, and there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with it. 